Thank you. Uh, good morning, all together. Bonjour, messieurs, dames. I want to give you some information about uh, German demonstration project in the field of energy technologies. At first, to make it clear, I'm working at PTJ. This is a uh, national funding agency, not the ministry itself. So we are commissioned by the Federal Ministry of Economics, and they know that I'm speaking today, that's clear. But nevertheless, I'm not working at the ministry, but we are working for the ministry, or on behalf of the ministry. My presentation includes the following chapters. At first, I want to explain you some funding schemes. There are different ones which are related to storage. And uh, then I want to split up, similar to the last presentation, of the funded projects uh, along technology lines. And then I want to concentrate on some highly visible projects. We have uh, about 300 projects, so I have to concentrate on some of them. And then I want to show you our website, which gives some more information in German and English language. So let me start with the funding scheme, uh, schemes. The, the biggest one is the interministerial or three ministerial initiative on storage. It was uh, published in 2011, and the deadline was also in 2011. The projects are in a good phase now and bringing good results. And uh, if you have a good idea today, it's too late, then you have to refer to the sixth energy research program. So the sixth energy research program has the advantage that uh, calls are still possible and there's no deadline. It is an open call with thematic priorities, that's clear, but without deadlines. Another program which deals, uh, which is dedicated to hydrogen, not every storage, but uh, simply the hydrogen storage, um, is the National Innovation Program, NIP. And in addition, we have uh, different programs which are related to electromobility, and of course, in this program, different battery projects are funded, including one about redox flow system, which I will present to you. The Interministerial Initiative on Storage from 2011 was the first funding initiative where three federal ministries worked together closely and the amount of funds summed up, uh, summed up to 200 million euro. The deadline was, as I just said, in 2011 and the, the initiative had a so-called holistic approach. That means uh, it could support basic research, applied research, development, of course, and a demonstration in the same funding initiative. So it's not a research initiative, it's not a demonstration initiative, but everything is included. Even concepts for maybe battery production or cheaper cathode material production also. Um, the funding initiative included an appeal for European collaboration under the SET plan. Unfortunately, no one uh, <coughs> used it, made use of it. So it, uh, it was included, but nobody wanted to work together with uh, international partners. So um, it didn't help us. Uh, and we had no chance to support international projects in that initiative. In others, yes, but not in the funding initiative. Some projects, which I present today, it's clear, are in an interesting phase. Interesting, that means they are currently producing good results nowadays. Um, now, uh, transparency, similar to the 
before from the UK, the 200 millions divide up, um, let's say, to fields of interest. The biggest field of, or a very big field of interest was power to hydrogen, power to gas. That means uh, we dedicated uh, more than 50,000 or nearly one-third of the budget to the power of, to hydrogen and power to gas technology, including some power to liquid, uh, power to hydrocarbon projects. But I abbreviated everything under power to gas. The next large, very large field of interest was battery technologies. Uh, you can separate it to battery, battery demonstration, to battery uh, technology and home storage systems for PV appliances. Uh, together, this is even more than the power-to-gas sector. A smaller sector in the funding initiative, but it is now growing, is the redox flow system sector. So there are some latest proposals and some, late, some new projects, but they started much later than the funding initiative. Um, then we have one interesting field, the advanced adiabatic uh, compressed air energy system. Mr. Metzger, um, will, you, will you explain more about the project today? Or maybe Mr. Metzger is not here? So he is invited and in the speaker list. Anyway, so um, we had very few proposals on pumped hydro because uh, it's an existing technology and we can only fund innovative approaches. And um, another big field was the thermal, thermal uh, storage. So we had a, different, uh, a very huge amount of proposals dealing with thermal storage systems. Let me start with, uh, our, with one very big project, uh, the Advanced Adiabatic Compressed Air Energy Storage. It is uh, the second phase of a longer development line. Um, it is called Adele Ing. And uh, the leader now is DLR, the German Aerospace Center. And they work together with RWE, with Züblin, a construction company, and GE Global Research Center, which is located close to Munich the research center of GE, and some other research institutes in Germany. The challenge, the most, the biggest challenge is in that project, uh, the heat storage under pressure. So if you want to receive full adiabatic, um, then you, the, you produce air at, let's say, 600 centigrades, and 600 to store it, it's a very hard uh, effort and which is solved, but uh, it was a big effort. Uh, an additional, but not so big effort, was to develop compressor and expander technologies optimized to air instead of natural gas. The interesting fact is that more than 10 plant configurations have been developed and investigated. Um, the parameter is the degree of adiabatic, of being adiabatic. So the temperature at which the, the compression heat is stored at 600, at 5, at, at 300 centigrade, and so on. And it came out um, that an early market entry is expected only with part, partly adiabatic and smaller decentralized plants in the 5 to 10 megawatt scale. The storage at 600 is possible, but uh, 600 degrees is very expensive. And an earlier market entry comes with a storage at, let's say, two to 300 centigrade. 
The focus of this technology is the daily charge and discharge and the service for the distribution grids in uh, relatively small power plants, 5 to 10 megawatt. Another technology is uh, converting wind into gas or power to gas, you can call it both ways, at Energiepark Mainz. Mainz is a city in southwest of Germany, and in that project uh, they <coughs> use PEM electrolyzers with a 6 megawatt uh, peak power. They have been developed by Siemens in the framework of the project. Um, in fact, it's not one 6 megawatt electrolyzer, but three of each two. Uh, each of the three has two megawatt. And um, the, the advantage of this project is, of, of this technology, is that it is able for highly dynamic operation, much better suited than um, alkaline electrolyzers. In addition, they test uh, a flexible ionic compressor by Linde in the project. The products which are produced at mines are green hydrogen for the, for example, chemical industry. Uh, some fuel, fuel in this sense means hydrogen for hydrogen for fuel cell cars. And um, another way, another option is the admixture of the hydrogen to the natural gas grid, but not to produce uh, synthetic natural gas, but admixture to the gas grid. Um, the operation started this summer, and uh, since summer they produce about two hydrogen trailers per day. And in that sense, the project is very successful. A similar kind of project, a variant of this, is the Wombat project. Um, unfortunately, in English, it doesn't, uh, the abbreviation isn't Wombat. Efficient, but Iombat, uh, doesn't matter. Efficient methanation and biogas technology. So this is also a six megawatt scale but they use alkaline electrolyzers uh, produced by McPhee. So I think it's a French company, isn't it? Um, and um, they are installed in northern Germany, Werte. And uh, interesting in this case is that Audi, a car manufacturer, is also a partner in the project. They produce in this project, not in the Mainz project, they produce synthetic natural gas from the hydrogen, and uh, then they inject it into the gas grid, and uh, the amount of natural gas, synthetic natural gas injected, is identical to the amount which uh, Audi needs for his CNG vehicles. So you can say in a balance that the Audi cars with CNG drive CO2 free. In fact, it's not the same molecule, but in balance. And this is the reason why a car manufacturer is interested in the technology. And uh, the vehicle approach is one of the reasons why this technology could come to the market earlier than from the reasons uh, of uh, energy economics. Maybe from an energy economics point of view, it's too expensive, but, but if you include a ve vehicle or traffic sector, it's a, it's a sector coupling, and then it will come to the market earlier. So uh, in Germany, we have two, these and some other different demonstration projects with uh, injection to the gas grid or selling to the cars. 
CNG cars, but we don't have a um, cavern project. In the field of caverns, hydrogen caverns, we have research projects, but no demonstration project. So I gave you one example here, but we have different. Um, INSPE is an information system for geological storage sites. That means they set up a map of northern Germany, including uh, the information where there is a suitable uh, site for hydrogen storage and which, how big is the potential of the, of the village for hydrogen storage. It is funded, therefore they must uh, publish the results, so they will produce a public available information system after the project is finished. We have other projects, also research projects, which deal with safety, safety aspects, interaction with rocks, and the interactions of the hydrogen with concrete. A similar project, I will make a little bit uh, more quickly, um, is uh, the NIP project, NIP project, uh, COMPASIS at Hamburg. There they produce uh, hydrogen with a hydrogenics electrolyzer. And in this project, um, they also have a hydrogen filling station. On the left, you can see uh, the hydrogen filling station at Hamburg, which has a dispenser for hydrogen, of course, and gasoline, clear. And uh, it is in Hamburg since March 2015. On the right side, you can see the roadmap for Germany. So um, we have about 35 to 40 hydrogen filling stations now in Germany. The plan is, I don't know if, if it will become true, but the plan is that there will be 50 hydrogen stations until the end of next year, to 16, and uh, about 400 until the end of 2023. So this is a, a, big, a big target. We will see if it's, it is reached. But the 50 hydrogen stations to 2016 are just planned and under the, the projects are just confirmed, let's say so. A variant of the, of the sector coupling is the Power to Liquids project. We call it the Sunfire project, funded by another ministry. It's the Federal Ministry of Education and Research. And in this, they, in this project, um, with 10 partners, they use the SOEC, the Solid Oxide Electrolyzer process, and they set up a plant, including this SOEC process, in addition, a reverse water gas shift reactor to activate the CO2, which, uh, of course, is from biogas, so it is uh, not fossil CO2. And they have a Fischer-Tropp reactor, which produces uh, diesel or gasoline or other hydrocarbons from the CO2 and the H2. That means they produce one barrel diesel per day, at a test facility at Dresden. So this is a very well-known project um, in Germany because they filled the car of the German federal minister of <laughs> with a set blue crude uh, CO2-free diesel. And, uh, the, and the SOEC project is very innovative and has a very high level of efficiency because they use steam instead of liquid water for electrolysis. So this now is enough about uh, the power-to-gas, power-to-liquids uh, projects. Let me come to another technology, the battery technologies. 
The M5 BUD technology is a modular multi-megawatt multi-technology medium voltage, if you count its 5M uh, battery system. It will be installed in Aachen. They are just uh, they are just buying the batteries, let's say so. The, the battery power will sum up to 5 megawatt and uh, 5 megawatt hours of energy content. They don't buy the same technology for the whole 5 megawatt, but they um, combine different technology. That's a very target of the project. They use lithium-ion batteries, some lead batteries, and even uh, sodium nickel chloride um, batteries for um, to com and in combination, this amounts to 5 megawatts. The test of the system shall provide, uh, no, the system shall provide ancillary services to the grid, and uh, the test shall bring out the fact if batteries are fast enough and if they can or cannot uh, provide the ancillary services. Of course, the focus is on secondary balancing power. And for, to provide uh, secondary balancing power, you have to deliver at least 5 megawatt. So this is a legislation case. You cannot pro make projects smaller than 5 megawatt. And uh, in addition, they have some, uh, some chemical investigations to look if the positive uh, role of the battery will suffer from degradation quickly or not so quickly. So this I will skip because Mr. Mr. Hauer will talk on this. Let's now come to the OptiCharge project. This is one um, example of electromobility. Um, so with electromobility, you have the problem. If you have a carport on top, you have PV plants. Then usually you produce electricity during daytime uh, if the sun is shining. But the car has to be charged nighttime. That's normal. You are in, at your job in the daytime. So um, this is not a good combination. You need an interim storage. You need an interim storage. And say in this project, the OptiCharge project, the, the company Schmidt develops a new, uh, most recent uh, technology of redox flow system with new membrane materials and new electrode materials. And they want to test a carport with PV and a charging station together with a redox flow system. This is very innovative because it's a must. You need an interim storage. So if you have more questions and you want to get some more information about the project, we have a website. The name is germanforschung-energiespeicher.info. Anyway, the website is in two languages, German and English, so you can have a look on it and get some information as long as it is not confidential on the projects. We had a seminar in uh, April. Now it's over. We have another one, but I don't know when. Uh, the first project, so after the projects are finished, they will have to uh, publish a report. It's a must, and the first uh, reports will be published next year. Um, a technical evaluation is underway. We do it at PTJ. The question is if, the, if similar projects in the same field, let's say power to gas or battery, will deliver the same results or if similar projects will deliver contradicting results. 
we will compare all the projects and uh, it's not trivial, this question. So we will investigate this and then publish uh, a technical evaluation report, but not in 2016, one year later. So thank you very much for your attention.